0: the PFC Entertainment Network, or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only.
1: Welcome to Say What. Hi, Watts. I am Kristen Watt. I am a wife, a mom, a community advocate, and apparently, I'm a podcast host now. That's how this episode's starting is up from here now. I know this sounds serious, but I do try to make this fun.
0: This is Say on the PFC Entertainment Network.
1: hello everyone welcome to this week's episode of say what we are glad to be back we have been on a two-week hiatus i am kristen watt the host i am being joined by our fearless leader jason klaus
0: owner
1: owner, founder producer button pusher all the things um we were laughing before we started the uh hit the record button for this episode because i laughed um and said my I said I'm so tired the title of this episode is herding cats we'll get into it but I'm so tired from herding cats the last couple weeks that I was like what's my show even about anymore stories that unite heal inspire uh this ain't it today (laughs) I was like not really but I mean this is real life you know this is we talk about real life things and we try to or at least I have tried to, um, make it meaningful on the show, but also, you know, gift wrap it up a little bit and polish it up. But today sometimes life isn't polished and gift wrapped. In fact, most of the time it's not right. (laughs) It's, it's all just total chaos and we're here faking it till we make it as a species. That's my opinion. Um, but, uh, I don't have any like extra you know added guests on today it's just going to be me and jason shooting the shit and uh, talking about herding cats literally and figuratively
0: now Um, when you say herding cats we're not saying h-u-r-t-i-n-g we're not hurting
1: we're not hurting cats cats. we are herding cats which is funny because as if, if for people who do or have listened to all of our episodes that are my episodes at this point, they'll know, I think I failed the last couple episodes talking about my, my Google facts um, just because it didn't apply to whatever, you know, was going on in that, on that topic. But I Googled this and it says that the phrase herding cats is fairly recent and it is attributed to a line of dialogue in Monty Python's the life of Brian from 1979, just a pop culture fact for you, Jason. Um,
0: sidebar are you are you a fan of the Monty python films because that's one of those things you 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 either like them or you don't i
1: I've, I've never watched them no <laughs> but you know what i just found out this week that there's actually a lot of things that i've never watched my my youngest daughter is a huge fan of uh, in fact she should be a guest on your power trip into the 80s she loves 80s punk music she loves 80s culture style like that's the you know the fad that she's into right now and that's cool but you know I was born in 82 I was still a baby and I I only hit the like big bang hairspray like when I was about nine like going into like 91 and then realized it's out of style and then hit the 90s culture full throttle like being unique and whatever and just grunge and skater girls and Avril Lavigne and Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, like, I was... One of the,
0: okay, one of the greatest albums ever recorded, go ahead said. say
1: it. Hey, you know, they have a, um, I think they were just here in Detroit, they have a, um, a Broadway show of Jagged Little Pill.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Like,
1: or something. It's something with Alanis Morissette. I, I saw a couple of friends went to it, but anyway, we're just gonna sidebar, I think, this whole damn show. I There's so much, just so much. So, but the reason I... That well, first of all, let's let our listeners know. I did make a little post, probably too late, but I had I know the PFC network had made one, so you moved. Yeah. Um, and due to that, we took a two week hiatus while you were getting moved and getting your um, technology reset up and stuff. So I I didn't know we were going to be you know on that. I don't think you did either. But honestly, with everything that's been going on in my life personally, it was probably
0: a blessing in disguise um and and i kind of feel like that's how the universe set it up and no it wasn't anticipated for a two-week break i anticipated for one week um you know to peel the curtain back a little bit what wound up happening is um and we're we're still in the process of moving we are not fully moved in here yet um we're still working on Flint
1: now right down by u of m
0: yeah yeah awesome like like a stone's throw away from u of m Flint. very nice neighborhood here
1: i love it and you know what jason i don't want to cut you off but i think for people i would say people that don't live locally but honestly this could apply to people who live locally too um there is a lot of when you hear flint it's really sad to me because (laughs) Back in the, you know, the 60s, it was the place to be. It was the place to be. It was the home of the true middle class, you know, families were doing well. They were working for the big three. Everything was going great. And it was the place to be. And now it's so associated with poverty and with the Flint water crisis. And, um, you know, and they had, let's be real, like back in, I think it was the early, I don't know if it was... You'd have to correct me because I'm not from Michigan originally, but I do know enough about the history to know that when they shut down, which plant was it that remember when they shut down and it just like wrecked the city?
0: Yeah, they wound up closing auto city down. And what, well, you know, and with that, everybody kind of moved out of the area, except for the ones that stayed employed at what was then called a truck and bus, which is now Flint assembly, which is where I work. Where you at. work.
1: Okay. Um, well, and you said everyone, but what I was gonna maybe allude to, and I, I, I'd have to Google it real quick to find out what year it happened, but it was white flight, is what it was. Poverty. You know, jobs went away. People were struggling. A lot of middle class white families moved out of Flint, mm-hmm. and it became predominantly a city of color. You know what I mean? Um, and so that is a whole other episode that we could absolutely do. I'm very good friends, actually, with um, Melissa Mays, who is on the front line for the Flint water crisis. She has spoken at, in Washington. Like, you know, she's, she's one of the victims of the Flint water crisis, but she's also one of the huge activists. She's been on many national news, you know, and podcasts and stuff. So um, I would love to actually get her on and do an episode about that. But the reason I brought all that up is because, when you said you you told me where you moved you know to Mm -hmm. flint and i have so many friends who like the revitalization of downtown flint and like very much what they're working on uh, when we first moved it up here to holly because we're like 20 minutes south of flint um that was very important to me i took my kids i love the children's museum there i love you know applewood and all there's so many great cultural things there restaurants and diversity and stuff and I've watched it for the nine, eight, nine years I've lived up here, like, you know, the investment that people are trying to make in bringing quality restaurants, jobs, and, and a, you know, economic development, basically back and revitalization of homes and, and downtown buildings. And that's a, it's when you say it, though, like, I don't even remember who I talked to. I said something like, oh, yeah, we haven't been on because Jason moved. He's moved down to Flint. And people are like, oh. Flint. <laughs> or my mama, who literally has, well, she's only been up here to visit me a couple times since I've moved. I usually go down to Houston, but I think we've gone through there, but like, she'll see stuff on the news. And then I'll say something like, oh, yeah, we're going up to this new restaurant in Flint. Oh, my God, don't drink the water. Oh, my God, is it safe? Like, because there is this perception of what Flint is. And right. I love Flint. I absolutely do. Now, obviously, it has its faults and its things that need to be fixed, but they're the people of Flint are freaking badass, dude. They're like, Mm-mm, I live here. We're going to make it better, good or bad. You know, they're very loyal to their city and a lot that's, of very deeply committed people.
0: Who, that's, what, that's what you're seeing right now is you're seeing this resurgence of pride in their city. You yeah, know, with yeah. all, because like, from where we're where we're at we are a couple minute walk away from the Flint Farmers Market and that oh whole it's one, area, of the best. Yeah, one of the best the whole area down there is being revitalized they're putting a lot of effort into it and subsequently the surrounding neighborhoods are seeing that and now they yep. are now reinvesting into their homes and what yep. may have once looked like an eyesore you're starting to see these neighborhoods and these streets, you know, road by road. You're like, wow, these people some, like this is what sparked the fire under their ass. They needed right. something to be proud of because right. they got they allowed all the, all the national negativity to to pound them in the ground. Well, fuck it. What's 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 the purpose, you know?
1: Well, and not to mention, I, re- I think I think this is very important um, not just to to flint but also just to to people and that is that when you feel forgotten when you feel like the narrative about and we'll get into this today this will go tie actually strangely right beautifully into some of the stuff i want to talk about with herding cats we haven't even gotten to that but that's okay um and that is that when people dismiss you um underestimate you create a narrative about you and then forget you and don't invest in you. You just feel lost. Like you have to have that. um, You know, and I think with the, I'm actually not surprised in the least that it is the people of Flint who are investing in themselves because they are, they're, they're not only forgotten by the people who've left, but quite frankly, I've yet to see. Any transformational investment from our state in replacing those pipes, like you know what I mean? They're like they did some things, but it's like, dude, this is a huge infrastructure investment that has to be made. And people died, and people are sick, and people that don't live here don't realize that the people who were poisoned by that water, they have like 100% guaranteed um, Medicaid for the rest of their life. They have, you know, there's a lot of What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Reparations, if you will. You know what I mean? And it's costing the state like that, that stupid ass choice that cost people lives is costing our state money. It is costing our taxpayers money. And rightfully so, because it was on their watch that that happened. But what's so stupid to me is I do not understand. Like, well, I actually do understand. And I think that's why that's another episode um as to why that investment hasn't been made. It's the elephant in the room. Let's be clear. If it was Troy,
2: <laughs> right.
1: Bloomfield Hills, let's come on, let's let's keep it real. You know, so the people themselves were like, you know what? OK, we're going to do this shit ourselves and. And then and and that when you start believing in your neighbors and and, and putting your money where your mouth is and, and really investing in people and revitalization, it, it breeds creativity. It breeds camaraderie. It breeds. It's infectious. You know what I mean? And so you're seeing that. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we are there in 10 more years. You know yeah. what I mean? And just see. So. Anyway, they've been hurting cats too, probably. Who knows? For years. So the reason I use this title though, I think I've mentioned it on a previous episode, but if I haven't, I am now eight weeks in to having three cats in my house. <laughs> we um and it's really kind of a cool story, but um, as you know, our listeners, if you've listened to other episodes, you have met my husband, Charles. Um On a couple different episodes and um the truth
0: is guy by the way
1: ah thank you i think so um he we i've always been a dog person i've never had cats i had like an outside cat when i was like eight but other than that we've never had cats in the house my mom didn't like cats i was allergic to cats not bad but enough to wear I couldn't have the dander in the house. So we've always had dogs. And um, since early this year, uh, it's really a situation. We have a, a neighbor that lives behind us. Since we've lived here, we've lived in the same apartment in downtown Holly now for eight years. There has been a cat colony problem behind our house. And I kind we knew the root of it, but I didn't know the extent of it. And the long story short of it is we've had a ton of different colony cats outside for a long time. But there's this one cat. His name is Bruce. And I don't know. My husband spent a couple years trying to, like, you know, he would he was kind of the loner. He was on the outskirts. and he's totally you've seen pictures of him, right? Yeah like. Yep. He looks like a tiger. He's part Maine Coon and we believe Scottish fold because his ears come, they fold all the way down to his head. And so, and he looks like he's been through some shit and he has, Um, but he has survived. Like to be outside like that, he had a huge open gash wound on his leg, like muscle exposed. It was, we've never posted like photos of it, but that's what it was. And so he finally just connected with my husband. And became his best friend, emotional support animal, you name it. And Charles literally took care of that cat for almost a year, and we had planned to bring him in before the winter. Well, he has a little best buddy soulmate, a soulmate, a soulmate. I'm so tired. Um, And she's beautiful. She's a little gray cat with white paws. So we named her Mama Socks, and um, that's Bruce's like bestie. And I was like, well, we can't just take one in and not the other. They're, you know, that's it would be cruel in my opinion. So yeah. we had decided to take them both in. And mama's a beautiful small cat, but we, we, I thought we thought she was pregnant maybe, but we also had been feeding her well. And you know what I mean? So we didn't quite know we brought her in one, 24 hours later, she birthed the cat on my couch, a kitten. Next to my daughter, mind you, who was, like, playing a video game at 11 o'clock at night. And Holy she got shit. <laughs> oh, I got up to pee. I was in bed. And um, we kind of figured she might be. So I, just in case, we had already called the vet that runs a, a rescue as well. And, like, hey, we can't take in a litter, you know, of kittens. So if this happens, if she, in fact, is pregnant and she births these kittens – We had, we kind of had a plan in place to, you know, help them until they could take the kittens and, and adopt them out. Well, she only ended up having one kitten, which is very unusual. Um, but normally cats pace and they make a lot of noise. She was sitting next to my kid on the couch. I got up to pee. All of a sudden my daughter just gets up and leaves to go to bed. She goes, I'm going to sleep. I just heard this meow. And then I look over and I'm like, what the hell is she eating? a whole placenta hanging out of her mouth and I was like holy shit she just had a kitten on my couch like you know we were trying to make a birthing box and you know she's been outside most of her life so
2: right
1: um one kitten and that kitten is the spitting image identical to her gray white paws and so we named him Finn and we we're like okay we can't get rid of the one kitten like it's weird right like we got to have it so we haven't slept appropriately and like I've talked about this on previous episodes I've had a hysterectomy I have health issues I'm done I got a 21 year old and a 14 year old I'm done raising kids I'm not on any estrogen I don't have maternal instincts I am just ready to live my old lady moo moo retirement life like let's go and now I'm rocking baby kittens. I'm holding cats in the air, carrying to keep dogs away. We Bruce had to have surgery. We were able to fundraise to get that done and save his leg because they were thinking it might have to be amputated. Like I mean, it was. We have been doing nothing but hurting freaking cats for the last eight weeks in our home with our little dog, who's like, what the hell are you doing? So um, that's been the literal. And oh, by the way, people can't see because we're not recording video on this, but I look like I have a problem with self-harm, um, my hands, and and I have a huge gash on my left boob as well. Like, this cat <laughs> has jacked me up, and my husband too. Like, we both look like like we've You've been, been through debates.
2: it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, we haven't slept. They They want to eat. They want to get up. So my life has been turned upside down and I have been held hostage by a bunch of cats, my husband more than I have, but, um, but it has been a beautiful and insane experience, um, to take on, you know, three new living creatures. So, um, that's the literal, the figurative between your move, your ongoing strike at the UAW you've been doing it too. I can't, if I even, we wouldn't have time to talk about all the crazy that's been going on in the last two weeks. So I'm very thankful. We have the sabbatical because emotionally, psychologically, physically, like all of it. I'm, I was sick as a dog during that time. Like I
0: just,
1: (laughs) I still am sorry about that. See, I'm not sick anymore, but it's the aftermath, the, the, the cough, the hacky cough. So, um, it's just been wild. Um, and I am leaving next Friday. I am getting the frick out of here. Me An- oh, yeah. Me and Angela. I was like, I got to go. I got to get out of here for a minute. Like, I need to go to the mountains to find myself or something. That kind of situation. Going back to episode, what, two, I think, Wanderlust.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but um, before the snow falls, uh, we're heading out next Friday. Strangely enough, uh, we were planning to go back to the U.P., and I was pulling up hotels and I went, I'm just not inspired. I Because we were going to go up to the Sioux, like Sioux St. Mm-hmm. Marie area. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to go look at boats. I'm tired. I don't want to do this. I'm not inspired. I need something totally weird, off the wall, spontaneous. Like I need something weird. Mm-hmm. And I love weird road trips. So Angela, who is my one of my best friends and my travel buddy, I was like, do you trust me? Can I keep it weird? She goes, I don't give a shit. As long as I am not at my address, I don't care. I was like, thank you. So we are going to Niagara Falls and going to go check out Lake Ontario and Lake Erie, you know, do some lighthouse covered bridge, you know, free stuff. Right. But in my search for a motel on the route, I zoomed in. Thank you, Google Maps. Um. Did you know that there's a Lucille Ball-Desi Arnaz Museum? I did not. I was like, oh, I need to know more. Um, Look, I I do love Lucille Ball, by the way. One of my, you know, big, broad list of women that I respect. And, you know, from my childhood, I didn't, you know, she died, I think, a few years. Like, I think I was five when she died, but... You know, I grew up on Nick at Night, too. So, like, I grew up watching I Love Lucy, and I loved her. Um, What's my favorite? One of my favorite movies, Yours, Mine, and Ours, with her and Henry Fonda. Mm-hmm. You Have you seen it?
0: I have not, no. You, I know you, of it.
1: You and the wifey need to watch that movie, because it would make all the sense in the world to you right now. um, Collectively bringing, you know, marriages and children together. But um, the, the original movie, back from the 60s, is one of my favorite movies of all time. So anyway, I love her. So I looked it up. It's in this little town called Jamestown, New York. And that's where she's from. So she's buried there. And there's a Lucille Ball Memorial Park. And then to keep it more weird, I was, I love weird museums. I don't know if you're like that, but I like weird shit. Like we could go to the, the, you know, the art museum or we could go to the, covered bridge museum in bfe like like i just love stuff like that so apparently in a place called cuba new york the largest cheese museum in the whole world (laughs) and they have a cheese shop
2: and oh lord anyone
1: listening to this fried chicken and cheese are like my two weird like obsessions with travel i'm like ooh, fried chicken wings Mm, cheese 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 so anyway um there's three cheese museums in the world this is the largest one it's in a tiny little town that looks much like holly by the way um like a little historic you know community and it's called the cuba cheese house and museum and there's cheese like every kind of cheese and um they have that sounds
0: wonderful if you like cheese
1: i love cheese and so, Angela's like, yes, let's go get cheese in Cuba, New York. Why
0: not? A <laughs> Cuban cheese.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we're doing that and then coming back through um, to Presque Isle State Park in Erie, Pennsylvania. And we're going to pass, uh, we're going to go to the, Christ- there's the a Christmas Story House, you know, from the movie. Yes. Another movie, by the way, I've never seen. <laughs> I know. There's a whole list.
0: Listen to me <laughs> <I'm>... right now. <laughs> How are we friends?
1: I've never seen The Goonies or Sweet what Sixteen Candles. I know. I I didn't watch all that crap. I was a sitcom junkie when I was little. I didn't care about movies. The first movie I ever remember watching, like, obsessively, other than yours, mine, and ours, by the way, and The Parent Trap, those were, like, my two movies that I, like, loved growing up, um, was Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Christy Swanson. That was, like, the first time... And Hillary Swank was in it. Do you remember? Yes. And Luke Luke Perry.
2: Yep.
1: Um, me and my cousin, we literally knew every word to that movie. We watched it all summer long at nauseum. And my aunt hated it. So um anyway, that being said, I just missed out on a lot of movies that are pop culture like things. Um
0: but anyway, <laughs> you know, so Sean I'm still Grudel's gonna go to gonna the, the hear Christmas tree
1: i know he's gonna kick my ass
0: he like his his heart just dumped in his stomach when he heard that however
2: the redemption
0: side of that is going to the christmas story house i yeah that that is on my bucket list it's in
1: cleveland it's not far from here like three hours you know and it's Cleveland. yeah well yeah (laughs) it's we would let me be clear we would not go out of our way to go to cleveland um But we have to go through Cleveland to come. We were going to go through there leaving, but we actually, I just flipped the script. We're going to do that on the way. Like, we're going to go through Niagara first and come back. Um, But I was like, it's there. We have to go. Like, it's right on the route home. And also, we're not going in, but we are going to stop at least outside and do photo ops at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. That is something I would actually like to go back and take my child to go do Um, because my kids... And music is our thing. Maybe right. movies, I didn't get them all. But music, my kids were raised on. I was raised on all types of you know, music from long before I was born. So I have a deep appreciation um, for that. And so do my kids. So I think we'd like to go back and do that. But anyway, it's going to be a, it's going to. There's no way it's not going to be full of hilarious stories because we always have fun when she and I travel together because we don't care. We're just like, Oh, peach jam. There's some old lady with peach jam. We have to stop. Like it, we're just those people. And so, um, it's exciting. Um, I, but I'm really excited. It's just a quick weekend trip, but it's, um, I just need to like get out of this bubble because my house has been my sanctuary, even with the herding of cats inside, because outside Jason, it's freaking scary. People are losing their damn minds everywhere I go. People that I've known forever are just being like, I don't know if the universe is like shifting right now. I don't know what it is. Um, And I know that relationships change and people change and stuff, but we've just had a lot going on locally and um, it's weird what will change people's relationships. Like the weird shit. Um, And it's not so much the issue that does it. It's like people's behavior around issues. Um, it's a weird thing. So, um, I've been doing a lot of letting go a lot of, um, acceptance, radical acceptance of myself, of my boundaries, of my relationships, friends, like it's, I wish everyone the absolute best, but I'm in a different, I talked about this, the seasons, like I'm in a different season and I'm at a point where I'm like, I just have like zero tolerance for certain things that I eight months ago would have just passively let slide, but that's just part of personal growth. Right. I hope, you know,
0: yeah, or, it is. But my, my question was going to be, do you feel like, Jesus, this could take us on a psychological sidebar, but whatever. Um, You know, you just laid out here for the last little bit, you know, everything, and that's, I'm sure that's, in reality it's just the tip of the iceberg but you've laid out a lot of scenarios that you're dealing with all at one time which i have no doubt has created a giant boulder of stress and all of that shit that's laying right on top of your shoulders do you think that has a bearing as to your diminished um Realm of patience for people, or do you 100%. just know without a shadow of a doubt, I have outgrown this particular 100%?
1: 100%. Um, maybe a little bit of both. Um, well, and it's weird because, like you say, the tip of the iceberg, like I tend to not make even though this is my show and we're talking about God knows what each episode, deep stuff, frivolous stuff, whatever. I, the truth is that you can't, you know, I don't really make the show about my life per se like a whole episode like here's what I did this week but this is where we're at um and and this is part of who I am and I think a lot of people relate to it it's like look we all you know we look on social media you look in even when you see people in passing or you go out to dinner with a friend you're gonna get the bolt the nutshell right of yeah the kids are crazy but I'm doing that you know you kind of just get the the overview of a person's situation and and the truth is is that the nuances and the intricacies of what people every person deals with on a daily basis is so overwhelming that truly like even people who have everything and don't want for anything still have their problems like you know and it's for me personally it's just uh Uh, everything I've talked about up to this point you know things I've been through things I've worked through and my philosophy is there's only one the only way out is through and I'm still in the through part like I'm not quite done with it but I'm kind of I feel like I see that light at the end of the tunnel and what I'm seeing there is I have a daughter graduating from college in a couple months so I've got family coming up from Texas which is exciting but um We're going to Mount Pleasant for a college graduation. We've taken on a bunch of animals. Uh, Charles is doing the things he's dealing with. We still have just our normal everyday life our marriage, our kids, our bills, our friendships, our hobbies. You know what I mean? And it's just a lot and work. And I don't know. Like, I think it's, I don't think I'm making rash decisions by cutting certain people. It's not it's not that I'm cutting people off. It's I'm limiting access to me. And that is something I told you in the past. I'm, I'm a people hoarder. Yeah. And I'm learning just like, I guess, people who struggle with, you know, hoarding is actually a diagnosis. It's a mental illness. Um, But it's um, when you start acknowledging that there's a problem and you start working through, how to let go of things i guess in whatever modality people choose to use for hoarding i feel like i'm using that same modality with people it's like too many people have access to me as a human being and i've allowed that to happen because i i actually wanted that to happen because i love being around people but i'm also i'm an open book i share a lot about my life i don't really hide much the good, the bad, the ugly, because I've just always been that way. Because I think that's real. Like that's the reality. Like nobody has that their shit all together. And so right. I think part of the problem in the world with unrealistic expectations for looks, for weight management, for you know career paths, uh, socioeconomic things, like people put out this projection of what's supposed to be and that's not what is. And so I'm just like, I'm nothing else. I'm authentic. Um, But because I'm that way people, because I let too many people into my space and I'm too open, not everybody's on your side, man. Like people will use that shit against you or they'll twist it or they'll (laughs) it. Oh, and that's, and it's people that you love and trust yeah. and care about. And that's the worst part. Like, that's like, damn, dude, I have too many people near me. Too many people know too much. And it's not that I don't need to be secretive, but I don't necessarily need to talk about the deeper things that are very personal with 20 people. Because statistically, six of them give a shit. The rest of them, it's, it's convenient and, and not know. in not not that it's fake in the moment but it's they're not here remember how we talked about like relationships in the past like some people are for right now some people are for a purpose and some people are forever kind of thing yeah. and it's your right now people that don't need to know your whole damn life story because those right now people aren't there they're not right now in 2 years and too many things happen and then all of a sudden you're like, what just happened here? You know what I mean? So um, that's kind of what I'm learning. And I, I think it's a healthy thing. I don't think it's a, a bad thing. I don't even have like hard feelings. I just recognize it for what it is and had to make a change. And that is very uncomfortable for a lot of people in my life. Like, where have you been? You didn't, what's going on with this? You didn't even tell me this was happening. It wasn't that person's fault, but I learned my lesson. You know what I mean? So. Yeah good old life lessons, but that's, so when I say hurting cats, <laughs> it's been, it's been a trip, man, like between the actual cats and then the figurative cats of my life, you know, that's going on. So it's cool. It's a process, whatever. I'm here for it.
0: And you know, it's, I appreciate that because I very much have done the exact same thing. Although my thing is, and I have been accused of and That's why I asked you, are you sure it's not everything else that's got going on that you got going on as a contributor, but obviously to some degree it is, but it wasn't the dominating factor into whether you're going to restrict access to you or this person, this person, or that person. Listen, I am on one extreme or the other. If you, I, I'm, I mean, by and large, you know, I'm a big baseball guy. You get three strikes right most most of the time yeah by the third strike man like i'm i'm done like i've given you every opportunity that i feel that you deserve you have demonstrated that it's not of as much importance to you as what i'm willing to put in vice versa so you're done and i will sever that tie and i will shut down not just i will i won't just restrict access i shut that shit down and the only thing that they have access to is what I put on a public right. forum. You know, right. I can, anybody can listen to any of our shows that I'm on right. and they get whatever I, I choose to put out there. But they're not seeing my personal pictures on my Facebook profile right. or right. shit right. like that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, and you know, that's even another thing I've been... I wouldn't say I've been struggling with it, but... <laughs> it's the world we live in it's a weird place um the this world of social media and technology because it's how do i how do i want to say this when if you just like i have pulled i have moved away from from a handful of of people doesn't mean like i said i can still care about you and wish you the best but i I've had to move the boundary line, right? But there are people, and you and I've talked about this, what you just said, you and I are a little different. You're like, you're dead to me. (laughs) Like, I'm not quite there, but I do know that when it comes time to go, okay, do I want this person to see every photo or where I'm at or where I'm eating dinner or in certain groups or, you know, things like that? When you remove people, like if you delete a friend, that causes more drama than the actual moving of your boundary line. And so it's like, okay, I'm not quite at that point where I'm just like, delete or mute or take a break, like whatever. So there's a magic little thing up there on Facebook. You just, you can pick a whole list of people that just don't see your post unless you choose. To do right. that i don't use that very often but it's it's like now we're in this weird technological world where i've had people who i haven't talked to in 30 years but somehow i'm friends with them on facebook and when you clean up your list just like dude i don't i don't need to know like what you're doing because like it's nice if we touch base once every you know at a high school reunion but if you delete them they'll send you a message in six months hey man we were friends like what happened? Like bro, I haven't talked to you in like 30 years. Like, I don't care. Like, so if you add that component to like people in your recent life, let's say the last four years and you're like, we've all changed. Like it's time to make some changes. And it's not an indictment on the person. It's just a protection of your space. Yeah. Like I don't answer to you. I don't need your freaking commentary on my life. Like, you, you do not have my best interest at heart and you do not need to know what my cat looks like. I'm sorry. I'm over here herding cats. I don't need you to talk about my cats because you don't even give a shit about me.
2: <laughs>
1: like, so that's kind of the, it's weird. Like how to, I don't know, like how to cut, t- cause the cutting of ties, like you can't just do it. <laughs> People will not let it sit. You know, so I don't know. It's been a weird thing, but hey, I do want to. I guess we probably just should have titled this episode Rabbit Holes or Sidebars. (laughs) Rabbit Holes and Sidebars. Maybe that should be the episode. Herding Cats, comma, rabbit holes, comma, sidebars. Because there's really, oh, there's a very loose theme to all this, but it's just a bunch of chitter chatter today, which is fine. Um, Cause it's, so it's what's going on. Um, but I do want to tell you about an experience I had last night because this, it was great. It was, it wasn't <laughs> great, but it was great. And it's worth telling because, so I'm not a hundred percent sure that I've talked about it on this podcast, but for anyone listening nine years ago ish, when we moved here to Holly, um, I we just loved the town. I was just an oblivious citizen who lived here. I didn't know anything about anything. I knew nothing about local government. I knew nothing. I just loved my little town and my coffee shop. And obviously, since then, I've gotten, I'm very involved. I do all these things. And one of the projects that I spearheaded, and mind you, there were a lot of people involved that donated their time, their money, their, their effort but it was a project that I spearheaded was the Holly women's memorial. And it's over at waterworks park, uh, overlooking the Shiawassee river. And it was a very meaningful project to me and many others. And particularly a lot of the older women that live in the community and families, you know, whose ancestors had done things and whatever. And the reason that I spearheaded that project was because I noticed all the parks and the streets and stuff were all named after men. And there was, I found out from one of my uh, colleagues, on the library board, who's a historian about all these incredible, like weird stories, like epic stories of women who had helped build our community. And I'm like, why don't we talk about this? Like people talk about it, but there's nothing that like honors that. So it took a nine, it was a nine month project um, where historians, the library, our historical society, the veterans resource center. I mean, like we collaborated, it was a very inclusive project. Um, we talked to family members, we interviewed people, we took stories to like create this space. The reason I bring this up is I have heard some epic stories, epic, and I'm not talking about just, Oh, this person did this. I'm talking about like the crazy battle alley brawls, you know, from our Holly history on battle alley. epic stories. I've only heard about them. I've never had, like, I've never been a part of one. I've never experienced one. Last night I did. It may not be as poetic as some of the others, but for me, I will never hear the song Proud Mary again the same. Let me tell you what happened. I was, I don't, I don't even know if I want to say, you'll know where I was. But anyway, I was at an establishment to sing karaoke. And Sean's wife, Sharon, (laughs) was number one. I was number two. We have a dear friend who, well, I would say a dear friend, a new friend who came with us last night, me and Angela. And we brought her with us just because she never, she's just new to the town and she wanted, and our kids are friends. And I was like, well, come do adult things, you know, come with us. So she came, never been for this event before. It was 8.08. Light was still out outside. There was like 12 people in the establishment. People are eating dinner. It wasn't like 10 p.m. life. It was 8 p.m. life. Okay. All right. <coughs> I get on the stage. I haven't even sung Proud Marion forever, but I was like, you know what? I'll use a I'll do a vocal warm-up. We'll just do this song. I am probably 16 seconds into the song. Pumped a lot of tain down and new you know, it's a lovely song. People love it. It's it makes you happy, right? Nostalgia. I'm standing on the stage. <laughs> it's loud because of the music and also people, you know, talking. I wish, I, I hope I can portray what I was witnessing in the, in, in the funny, I hope it's as funny to you as it was to me. We had the bartender behind the bar. There was probably eight or 10 people sitting at the bar and, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. it's like a, there's people on three sides, right. Yes. Bar. And several of these are all very, uh, known strong women in our community that are sitting around the edge of the bar. And all of a sudden as I'm singing, I look out over the audience and I see this woman who I don't know who is clearly intoxicated. She is leaning over the bar, like standing up and leaning screaming at the bartender. I can't hear any of it, but I'm witnessing like the physical behavior and I see the bartender go. She's she basically was like, "Oh, I, I'm just envisioning what I think was being said. Like, oh hell no, get you're out of here." Like I saw her do the thumb, you know, like you're out of here. And I'm like, "Uh oh!" But I'm just like, "Rolling, rolling, what the hell's going on? Like I don't know what's happening." <laughs> it escalates from there into the late the the bartender basically telling her to get out of here to her throwing something at the bartender then she she leans to the right and i guess somebody who i won't i will not ever use names but there was a, another woman in the community there was two actually who i know very well one of them you would never expect to be um physical in any way like strong person but verbal the other one could go either way this woman like i don't know what she said to the more subdued lady but she said something like you can't touch me and that lady went and like touched her and i'm witnessing this from the stage and i was like oh shit and i kind of stopped singing for a minute and uh the host was like, it's OK, keep singing, keep singing. And I'm like, rollin', rollin'. what the hell's going on? There's a fight about to break out. And then the lady turns around and the other lady that is known, she's taken off her jury. She's <laughs> taken her shoes off. She's in boxing stance. And I was like, oh, my God there's a chick fight about to happen in here and these are women in their 50s and 60s mind you this is not some 20 year old tartlets and then all of a sudden the lady like lunged at the other lady i know and she was so drunk because she, she had not been there she had just come in apparently and would not be served that's what happened like i found oh, out later okay. what it was she was she was told to leave she would not be served because of her state She didn't know where she was, by the way. Mm -hmm. So then the lady, like, there's the one lady in boxing stance, and then the lady, like, tries to lunge at the boxing lady, and at some point, there was a chokehold going on. I don't even know. It was crazy. It doesn't matter. The cops came. The lady had to go. She was rude. But the most epic part of the whole evening, I'm singing, like, a soundtrack to a lady fight, right? (laughs) epic and my two friends who were with me were facing the stage had no clue any of this was going on like during the whole time they were all like (laughs) clapping along and i'm like oh my god and so then before the the police came to escort the lady home there is another there's a gentleman there that you would know who is a very elderly and the lady, like, stumbled around over when she got released from whatever altercation she was having. She came over and sat next to the very elderly gentleman. I'm using very vague descriptors, but I feel yeah. like you know you know I who know. I'm talking about.
2: Yeah.
1: And so she sits down next to this person, and that person puts his arm in hers like they're going to go skipping to the loo, you know. And we're like, what is happening? And again, I'm still singing. I have no clue, like, what is happening right now. And all of a sudden, we see them get up, and he's doing his little dance with her on his arm and, like, walking toward the door. And I was like, oh, my God, she's kidnapping so-and-so. What's happening right now? Apparently, all of a sudden, I hear this huge cheering, like, clapping ovation. (sighs) This elderly person is easily almost 90 years old. Yeah walked the intoxicated lady to the front door she was under the assumption something else was happening and as soon as she he got her out the door he like pushed her out and slammed the door and locked it <laughs> 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 and he goes took care of that one and then the police were there and took, they and she wasn't arrested or anything but she was taken home safely but my point in all this is this was all done to me singing "Proud Mary," <laughs> and I knew, I knew three of the or four of the five people involved. And I've never, in my whole life, that I've been going to this. I've never even seen a fight like ever, like ever. I know it. I know they happen, but I've never experienced it. You you know, and I'm like, I will never hear proud mary without thinking of this woman that i know taking off her jewelry (laughs) and her shoes (laughs) it was like oh my god it was hilarious it was hilarious and it made me actually go man i love that like 50 and 60 year old and when i tell you at 41 i'm like i have no patience anymore i'm just not putting up with this shit anymore is this what it comes to when i'm 50 and 60 where you're just like nope (laughs) <laughs> no tolerance for these herding of cats. I, that's it. I'm taking my shoes off. We're doing this. Like
0: this shit I'm not is a, coming off.
1: <laughs> I'm not even a fighter. i I would lose. Um, but it was, and really, it sounds it's funny because, I mean, nobody was injured. like it wasn't it wasn't a fight fight. But do you know what I'm saying? Like it was escalating to that point. and it was like, I can't believe this is happening at eight zero six. I haven't even finished my chicken tenders yet. Like, <laughs>
0: And this it's is very proud Mary. It's not like in a out of Evita where it's an eighteen minute song. This is like a yeah. three minute, three and a half minute
2: song.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was in that time.
1: And I know it's not like a poetic story, like you know, where crazy epic things have happened in our community, where you know, life, lives were changed. You know, but it's my epic story. It's like this happened while I was singing. It was. And I'm witnessing the whole thing with no audio, just, and it was so, it was like watching a play, like people who were so expressive, (laughs) like, anyway, that was my exciting story. So let's just add that to the crazy week I've had. So
0: anyway, thank you for sharing that because as you were like, I could, I could visualize what you were saying. Like, I, I could <laughs> picture the entire scene. I could picture the people. Yes. Yeah. I, I <laughs>
1: well, and let me tell you what I took from the story. So later, like an hour or two later, when I had eaten and, you know, whatever, at some point before I left, I spoke to the people that this, that had, this had happened and got the actual audio part of it. Like, what happened? Why this happened? Why the lady went touch you know like i and it all made sense but Mm -hmm. i was cracking up because first of all what i got from the story was we have a responsible bartender who was following the rules you're nope you're not going to be here you're not going to act this way and you're we're not serving you number two i saw women standing up for other women because i'm not going to get into why but it it wasn't even that dramatic of a deal but my point was this person did not know where they were Mm -hmm. They were that intoxicated. So I am happy, you know, Holly PD, look, I got my, they're not perfect, but I will say that they do care about people in our community for the most part. Like in this situation, they're not looking to get you. They're looking to get you home safely. And that's exactly what they did. Um, Nobody was injured. Nobody, you know, people went on with their evening, but it was, I, I saw grown women, who don't take any shit and they weren't going to let other women treat other women like shit. Like that's what was really going on. And let me just tell you, I found out last night. I'm like, "Mm, I know who I got to roll with. If I'm going to (laughs) be, somebody's coming after me calling these two.
2: Right.
1: Um, But it's, it's, I don't know. It's interesting that that's what I took from it, but it was like, I don't know. Women are, we're, we're a little crazy, but we're, women are strong. We don't fuck around. Like, we're just like, nope. And the older you get, I feel like the le- the less patience Full you have. Yeah,
0: yeah. And,
1: and I feel like I have just entered that era of, I'm at the beginning. I'm at the front door to, oh, I don't even want, mm, I don't even want to deal with that. I don't even want to deal with it. Like, nope. Boundaries, hard lines, gotta go. Doors are shut. New doors are open. Like that's the stage I'm in, and I get it. Like I get where my mom was when that happened, and I I get where some of the women in my life, because I have a very uh, multi generational friend group of women. But to like see it on full display like that was like, yeah. like I felt empowered. I was like I was the soundtrack <laughs> to your episode.
2: It was that's funny. Awesome. So, oh, that's awesome. awesome
1: if nothing else I'll have to, I got a story out of the deal and I love being able to have stories I haven't had a story like that in a long time really.
0: you know that's so, one of those you could be anywhere at any time that song comes on and yep. it's going to trigger that that memory so yeah for
1: sure I mean it will because it was just too weird you know it was just such an interesting thing but anyway we saw had a good time and whatever but um yeah, so I'm hoping that uh, for anyone who listened to the, the last episode before we went on hiatus, I ended that episode letting you know that we were going to have two very exciting guests, and they're my friends who are veterans, and that didn't end up happening, which actually one of them ended up not being able to record at the time we had scheduled, and then you moved. So it, yeah. it all just worked itself out. But to be continued, we will have uh, Amber and Stu on, on a future episode, Um, I still want to do a part two to UAW, probably closer to, I hate to say, we hope a a swift resolution, but I'd like to talk. I mean, I don't see that happening right now, but I'd love to do a part two on that. And I've got some other stuff coming up with, um, you know, the holidays and I, I will tell you, so next weekend I told you I'm going to be gone. right? Right. But. It would be cool, and I don't know how it's going to work, but it would be neat to do an on-location video, like from Canada or something. Like I don't know, like Skype. But you, I don't mean on-location. You, you're coming, but
0: if you can download if you can download the app on your phone and sync your account up to it, because I have that done on my phone. I have it on the yeah. computer and my phone. Long as long as you connect. And uh, there's no reason why you, do, why you couldn't do that. And we couldn't film yeah. or record snippets or segments or what, whatever while you are in Canada. I, like, yeah. I love that or, idea.
1: Or Cuba, New York. I'm telling right. you, I just know that that location, I can feel it in my bones. It's why I chose it. The fact that it's a cheese museum was what drew me. But when I, I I I go further than that, when I go on weird road trips, I dug deep. I looked into the community, into the town. It is everything you think it would be. I'm sure it's wonderful people. But this, you know, you think of New York, you think of New York City or upstate New York. You don't think of Western New York, like Amish country, cow fields. You know what I mean? Like the country. And I just don't think of that with New York. And that's not true. Every, every state has their sections of it, you know, but like for agriculture and stuff, but this area is kind of like podunk in the middle of nowhere and it's beautiful, but I watched like their local news channel.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm just going to make something up, but it was because I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like they have an opera house. It's the upstairs to the cheese museum. It looks like our American Legion, like it's country and I'm country. I'm from the South. Like, I love it. I love that stuff. And everyone on the news just was like, well, they didn't talk like my Southern ancestors, but it was very like, come on down to the Mosquito Festival and we're going to have, I don't know, like the mayor's going to be in the dunking booth. Like it was just, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's we're having Havarti cheese day. I don't know. Like it's as, it's as country as it gets. And I love stuff like that because that's, that's where you meet the most interesting people. And Angela and I are a bunch of nerds anyway, so we will fit right in. And I don't know. I'm just, I just have this, not trying to put like high hopes on it and feel like I'm going to be let down if it doesn't happen. But I absolutely feel like this somehow will be an epic trip. (laughs) Like, I feel like if you make it weird, you're going to have interesting things and not weird, but just, you know, most people, go, the box. let's go to Niagara and stay in the Sheraton with the falls view and we'll go to the bird kingdom and we'll do all the, let's you know, the, the commercial stuff. Let's pay for all the commercial stuff. I like to go to the weird shit that's free, $2 entries, like, you know what I mean? Like off the wall and um and i've made an entire trip out of that so we were planning uh just so you know because you might appreciate this just if you're ever planning a road trip um right next door to the lucy desi museum is also the national comedy center museum they have an amazing we were planning to go to both but i i just don't think it's going to pan out with our like with the limited time we have but um it has an immersive johnny carson exhibit Um, which also ends with a hologram of Jimmy Fallon. Um, It's like a history of The Tonight Show, but it has like the the curtain from Johnny Carson, like it's, you know, that. And then they have a new exhibit um, that's Rob Reiner. It's all his shows and like, but I mean, it has a whole room for Richard Pryor. Like, I mean, it's the comedy, like the biggest comedy. TV and stand-up, you know, museum. And it's very interactive. And I'm like, but I feel like you have to have a whole day to do almost both the Lucy Desi and that, and we just don't have the whole day. So, but Angela loves Lucy. So we're, and I always told her she's my, she's the Ethel to my Lucy or vice versa. So excuse me. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I do feel like it, if nothing else, I might do a recap of that trip (laughs) on our next episode because I like telling people about cool things to go see, you know, but, Tons of waterfalls, covered bridges, beaches, like just the beautiful things that are free, you know, that you can go see and experience. So I'm excited about it, but um, I don't know. So for all our listeners out there, I'm assuming you're all hurting cats, too, because we all are in our own way, literally and figuratively. Um, I highly recommend before the snow falls that you go do something spontaneous, whether that's try a new restaurant, go on a road trip. That's my therapeutic thing that I do to like re recenter myself. So, um, you know, the holidays are coming upon us. I don't put as much emphasis on that as a lot of people do. I let go a long time ago of trying to buy, get going into debt, trying to get everybody crap made in China. Like I. <laughs> Like, I just don't get, I don't get as stressed anymore by the holidays, um, as some people do, but it's also a time for, you know, seasonal depression and there's just a lot, you know, so, um, I wish everyone the best of self care and, you know, just not being overextended and overwhelmed by pageantry and, um, weird societal obligations i don't know like best thing you can do for christmas is do something for yourself and be a better version of yourself for those that you love that's my new opinion
0: sounds selfish
1: but can't give from an empty cup right right
0: absolutely yeah
1: so i don't know and just spend time with people we always do like a friends giving that's my favorite like i don't know there's just a lot of stuff coming up and I just feel like everyone, you know, by the end of the year, you just kind of feel like the weight of it. And I feel, I don't know, there's just a lot of heavy stuff going on right now for people. So, um, good luck to everyone out there also herding their cats. Good luck to you herding your cats. You never know if you're going to end up on strike <laughs> at your location. You got a no. new, new wife, new house.
0: Trying oh, to yeah, figure out your setup. A lot of shit happening right now. And, like, it's just... You know we're not going to get into it you know just there's yeah. a lot of uncertainty especially with the strike you know based right. on the latest announcement that was made literally an hour before we came on the air to record this uh yeah. still processing all that information so yeah i mean we take it we i take it one day at a time that's all i can do you know and what whatever comes my way i deal with it you know and if I can right then, great. If I can't, well then I need to figure it out and move on. You know. Yeah.
1: It's we'll do it. So I don't know. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. We'll see what this next episode holds. <laughs> we'll 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 plan it out. But I'll try to have it more themed and less off the cuff. But you know what? Sometimes you just need that that looseness to be able to just talk. And guess what? That's the beauty of podcasts. People can be like, yeah just not going to listen to this episode. Who right. cares what they're going through? That's okay, too. Some people, I haven't talked to you in three months, and this might be the only way you know what I'm going through. So there you go. Whatever. Um, I will make sure that I per- I send you a picture of my three cats. Maybe we can post a little hurting cat. We can do some graphic. I don't know. For sure. You can make cartoons of my cats.
0: Uh, I mean, send, send me some pics. Let me yeah, see what, they what literally I can do with
1: should be cartoon characters they're crazy so anyway well I just wish all our listeners a um a great weekend and um do some self care um I doubt anything I've said has united healed or inspired you today but I encourage you to take a road trip eat the peach jam eat the cheese sing proud Mary (laughs) adopt a cat there we go
0: there you go (laughs)
1: Jason, I hope you have a good rest of your day, and we will uh, see you guys uh, again on Say What next week.